episode number 140. Camaro is best again. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? Uh, you know, just uh, just got back from PRI yesterday. Nice, nice. So, like, for those those of you who don't know what PRI is, tell people what, what PRI is. It's like SEMA, right? It's SEMA without the bling. <laughs> and without the BS, too, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, a lot. Is, it, yeah. is this also a private show? Yeah, you got to be media or in the industry to okay. get in. Um, which, you know, for dudes like me, it ain't, ain't hard at all. No. You know? Uh, it's smaller. That's that's for sure. And it's in Indianapolis, but a uh, four and a half hour drive from me from here in Studio South. And um, it was pretty cool. I, dro- I drove up there, spent the night, went to the show, and drove home just like that. Nice. Now, how was the weather there? Was it? Was it, was, it cold? It was snowing. Yeah, it's it's it was snowing yesterday morning. Um, the day of the the day that I went to the show, it, go, it went Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But I was only I could only go there Saturday for because of work. Mm, okay. Yeah, I was uh, when I got home. I was in Florida all week in South Florida, and it was eighty five degrees and sunny, and I was loving it. But then I get home to Michigan, and it was cold, and we had about a quarter to a half an inch of snow. Well, that's what you get for living in Michigan, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Oh boy. I, I but I tell you what, it does have that that SEMA also has. What's that? The same type of people that like to decide instead of to go to the show to look at the displays and the parts and talk mm-hmm. to the manufacturers and everything yeah, yeah they would rather walk side by side as slow as they freaking can oh, having then, a nifty conversation about stuff and making sure that they decide to point in random directions that pretty much clotheslines you as you're trying to get around them and then when when they're walking do they all of a sudden turn around real quick to go the other way they're like hey i wanted to go and see that over there <laughs> get the fuck out of my way yeah, and I got I, stuff to do. I, I can't imagine it's as big as SEMA, so you don't have to worry about you know 140,000 people milling about. Um, but but yeah, it is often very very irritating when when people don't know how to control a flow a flow of going through a convention center. You know, there's there should be rules. You should you should have to. Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on a whole tangent. Just well, pay attention. Just pay attention to your surroundings. That's all. And you want to look at something? Great. We all do. Get out of the aisle, walk over to it, and look at it. And for frick's sakes, don't see an old buddy and be happy to see him and decide to stand right in the middle of the aisle having a conversation with you and four or five more of your buddies when people are clearly trying to get around you. <laughs> you can actually care. It's okay to care about that and say, hey, let's just move this over here where nobody's trying to walk. Oh, no, 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 you big fat son of a bitch. No, you're going to stand there and wait and, and, and talk and talk about how you I used to have a 63 Pontiac Tempest and I had a top of a four-speed Muncie Rock Crusher or whatever. <laughs> oh, get out of the way. Reckon it for me. I got stuff to do. I got people to talk to. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I think my wife is yelling at me. I can't tell because i got headphones on. But... <laughs> Well, we'll talk more about PRI next week, right? Because you got a you got a nifty interview from someone there, which we're going to put in next week's I, show. I, I do, and I will, promise I will be much more calm about it. Uh, it's 
you know what? It's really just the racing aspect of SEMA lifted out of it because it's PRI, performance racing industry. Okay. So, so it's not, cool. Not it's cool. We'll talk about that aftermarket. Next. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. Um, so this week we got some, uh, we do have some Camaro uh, news to talk about this week. Uh, we, uh, we have um, November's numbers that came out. We have uh, some interesting news uh, about uh, Camaro heading down under. And um, being chosen as uh, one of the top cars again. So let's get yeah. started with, with the numbers, which, oh, boy. Whoa, what happened? What happened, Camaro, in November? We were riding high for the last couple months, leading the segment, and then, then. <laughs> well, let me just give you the numbers. Uh, Camaro sold when not too bad, 4,737, and they've been around the 4,000 mark for quite a while. Um, Challenger sold 3,860. So they sold more than Challenger. Mustang sold 6,720. What, what I'm going to assume, and this could be completely off base, Mustang is dumping, dumping models right now like you wouldn't believe because they're getting ready for their 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 new model okay and let me tell you something i would just got back from florida you would wouldn't believe you wouldn't you wouldn't think camaros are even sold in florida compared <laughs> to mustangs i would say i would see 50 mustangs before i would see one camaro one i've seen more ferraris I saw more Teslas than I did Camaros in South Florida, where everybody's That's got their amazing. top down constantly. So uh, I know the rental car market is huge in Florida. Um, and a lot of those Mustangs I did see were rental cars. So I, I think I think <laughs> Ford's dumping, dumping Mustangs right now. Um, Florida was what was a top state. For Camaro sales, Camaro and Firebird sales in the fourth gen days. Was it? Yes. Well, I mean, Florida, I'm, Texas, and Michigan. Yeah. California. I'm, I'm and gonna... California. It's crazy. Crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Mustang or Camaro came in second this month uh, after leading uh, for the last couple months. Um, and Mustang is the first time it's, it's led the segment uh, since... July. Wow. So it was, remember, um, uh, Challenger started, was, was number one for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, Camaro took over, uh, and then they were one in a couple months and now Mustang's back up and that's the first time since July. So, um, I see there are some incentives now for Camaro, but it's only specific Camaro SS models, hmm. um, where they're offering, and it's not the 20% off like, like the other ones. Let's see. Let's see what the Chevy deals are right now. I, wanted, I, wanted, I forgot I wanted to talk about that because those came out last week. Chevy deals. There's like 20% off coming up uh, last month. Well, it's probably mm -hmm. it's probably year-end closeout. That's probably yep. what it is. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Everybody, it's the employee discount for everyone. That's yeah, what, that's, that's what it is. That's what's going on. Let me, let me go over to this page here. You pay... What we pay, not a cent more. But then there's an asterisk for that, so let me see what that <laughs> asterisk means. <laughs> uh, that means 
<laughs> if you're hopping on one leg, no. Um, Going arf, arf, arf. Okay, so here's here's some 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 things. Uh, for Camaro, it says, oh, come on, what the heck? Um, a 2017 Camaro, it says, based on a 48,635 MSRP, a 2017 Corvette Z06 based on an 86,915 MSRP must show proof of current ownership or lease through Ally Financial, GM Financial, or U.S. Bank of a 1999 model year or newer Chevrolet vehicle. Customer remains responsible for current lease, not available with special finance, lease, or other offers, must take delivery by 1218. See participating dealer for details and a partridge in a pear tree yeah there's there's more things like excludes base models for like crews and there's a there's a whole bunch of different things but um apparently you can you can get some <clears throat> some money off right now if you're looking mm. for a camaro yeah. ss right doesn't what? affect anything else right right Hey, since we're talking about just a real quick thing I, I read this the other day and i saved it just in case we ever talked about dealerships and things like that the question that somebody posted, I read Quora. You ever read Quora? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 How, how, how are car dealerships able to sell below invoice if it's not <clears throat> forged? So, and they say, look, look, I'm selling this to you. I'm selling this car to you at invoice. Look, right here on the screen. Look, right here on the screen. That's what the, the sales guy does. Yeah. So, the answer, <clears throat> excuse me, is welcome to the wondrous world of automotive accounting. There's a number of reasons, and I'll paraphrase it. For one, the dealership counts on selling you other profitable items like insurance, extended warranties, accessories, and other similar items with super high markups. The invoice shows the price paid at the time of sale but does not reflect any manufacturer incentives that are created to move slow-selling inventory. And then there's times when the dealer wants to get rid of a car that hasn't sold in order to replace it with a car that will sell faster. This is especially true if the dealer financed the buying of the car and is paying interest monthly on it. Yep. And then there's also times when selling a certain number of vehicles will get the dealership bonuses or price reductions or other incentives from the manufacturer. I always wondered about that. You know, yeah. or you see even commercials, $100 below invoice. We're losing money. You know, <clears throat> yeah. We want you as a customer so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right, let's move on from those um, sales. Let's see. Let's see what happens for December. Let's see. Christmas time. Buy your buy yourself a Camaro. Yeah. Maybe uh, those Camaro. Some of those Camaro SS incentives will increase sales. We'll see. Um. Let's see. We're gonna move on to Camaro makes car and drivers ten best again. Yeah, good Yay. job, good job. Woohoo! Um, Chevrolet Camaro V6 SS ZL1 Coupes, living down its reputation one corner at a time. So it says no car on this year's 10 best cars roster is more at odds with this image than the Chevrolet Camaro. The nameplate's been around since 67 excepting a seven-year sabbatical that happened after 2002. Plenty of time to forge a place for the American psyche. But whether you love Chevy's pony car for its cartoonish looks and loudish <laughs> personality, or you detest it for, well, its cartoonish looks and loudish personality, here's some news for you. You have the Camaro all wrong. Imagine meeting Vin Diesel and discovering that he has a law degree, quotes Robert Frost and speaks with an English accent worthy of royalty. Maybe he is all that. We just don't know. We never met him. That's the Camaro story as well. You can't know it until you're on, until you're one-on-one -on -one with it, preferably on a challenging two-lane road. 
It is there that the Camaro will demolish your preconceptions one corner at a time. That was a pretty cool article. Uh, it I'm is. Link I, this, I, I, <clears throat> sorry. I'm go gonna, ahead. Yeah, I'm going to link this up in uh, in the show note, and they, they go on more and more as to why Camaro is their 10 best. You know, And, and we're talking about all the whole lineup of Camaro, from mm-hmm. the base two, uh, turbocharged 2-liter inline 4 uh, to the V6, V8, and the ZL1. All the way. I like um, I like what they had to say about the ZL1. It's a refined and adept. It's refined and adept as an SS, but with strong enough acceleration acceleration to alter time and an exhaust note piped in from the Earth's molten core. The <laughs> ZL1 is a supercar that just happens to look like a Camaro. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who's the writer on this? I don't know, but I like him. Uh, just just uh, by the, car and driver. Oh, multiple photographies, man. Uh, whoever wrote this, man, uh, I love it. Love it. Um, so I'm yeah I'm gonna link this up in the show notes. You guys can uh, read it, take a look. I'm sure this has been being passed around everywhere on social media as well. So congratulations but, once again. Did you read the last paragraph? A reputation is a hard thing to live down. Perception often lags reality, and the reality is this: Camaros are among the most sophisticated drivers' cars in the world. And three consecutive years on the ten best cars list proves that this Chevy isn't just great at attacking a corner; it has also turned one. Rich Seppos. Yeah, the, okay, the there guy. we go. What yeah. a what a way to end an article. Holy cow. Yeah, three, so they got another, uh, they have another reason to call um, the car a triple threat. Uh, a 10 best, three years in a row. There you go, boom. <laughs> that is just incredible. Oh, man. No, no complaints about visibility. No complaints about no rear seat room. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Oh, yeah. That's because it's being reviewed by a company that pays attention to cars. And no complaint about it being too expensive. <laughs> or, too, or too American. Too yes, I'm, I'm talking about Consumer Reports. Yeah. When I'm buying a TV, yeah, I'll consider Consumer Reports, but not a car. Yeah. Way to go. Team Camaro, once again, you guys, you guys rock. Holy cow. Good uh, job. Yeah, let's see. What's next here? So we, we touched on this last week um, where our good friends over at GM Authority reported that the um, that uh, General Motors uh, trademarked Camaro in Australia, and now we know why. We, 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 we kind of anticipated this happening. It's official. Chevrolet Camaro is heading to Australia via HSV in July of 2018. So they're going to be importing Camaros to Australia and it sounds like they're only doing it in SS form specifically uh, the Camaro will arrive in two SS trimmings uh, with the 6.2 liter V8 uh, LT1 imagine and an 8 speed automatic at launch standard equipment will include Brembo brakes power adjustable heated and ventilated leather seats a flat bottom sports steering wheel dual zone climate control keyless entry rear parking assist and nine speaker Bose audio system, which is all part of the 2SS package. Um, it's a major shift from HSV's strategy of yore, which has been simply take hold in product, produced vehicles, and work, per- and work performance magic. Now, HSV will be using its engineering talents to expand Holden's range to new levels. The company also announced plans to sell the uh, Chevrolet Silverado and right-hand drive also. It's unclear where pricing will start, but it's likely it won't be affordable as the Ford Mustang due to shipping 
and conversion costs. Regardless, we're sure the Camaro will receive a warm welcome from down under. I'm still confused. I thought Holden shut down. I, 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 I'm not exactly sure what's Can going on. Can somebody explain that to me? I don't know if the entire company shut down. Maybe or just one plant? One plant or a division uh, is just not producing its own vehicles now? I don't know. But they're going to be in I think it's just the one car factory. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it was just it was just it was just it was just the Elizabeth car factory. Okay. I thought it was all of Holden and I don't know why. Did you think that too? I did. Huh. The, the way everybody was going on and on about you know, this is going to be sad. And I don't know if that was the only factory that made them. I I don't know. Australia's not that big of a country. <laughs> you know what I mean, Vern? I, I, I'm reading the, the I'm trying to read articles, and of course, it starts to autoplay a video. So, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'd be like the Lansing assembly plant shutting down. You know, yeah. I mean, that's been a staple in my life personally because my part of my family worked there and fam, friends, families, and all that. So, yeah. okay. Well, at least you know the Camaro. They're getting the Camaro, and they get to Yay. get raked over the coals on price. <laughs> so, Camaro going to Australia. I'll link that up also in the show notes. And thank you to our friends over at GM Authority. Um, let's see here. Well, what do we got next? Let's do some voicemails. Oh, yeah. We, we got some voicemails this week, man. We got some voicemails. So let me play this first one right now. Hey, guys. It's Bob in Vegas. We haven't talked since we hung out in the Octane Lounge. And, uh, boy, what a good time that was getting to meet you guys and uh, get to know who you are and just having a good time with some drinks and watching that dreaded baseball uh, game seven. Uh, but it was fun. Hey, I, I was calling. There's been some hot debate on the Camaro forums. Uh, you guys have kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, but with the mid-engine Corvette coming, and you have Camaro, that long, tired debate about the Camaro's price. Um, mid-engine Corvettes are rumored, along with the new VR1, to be well over $100,000. You have Camaros that have been, you know, you can get a, a 1SS in the high 30s all the way up to like a 2SS convertible uh, in the 50s, and then you got your Z01s and uh, uh, all the others that are touching up into the 70s. But the debate is is that Camaro is positioning itself to replace Corvette as America's affordable sports car, and that Corvette's going to bump up into the next level. Uh, what do you guys think on this? I've been predicting this for some time. I could kind of see it coming with those price changes and with all the hot rumors with that mid-engine bet, but I want to know what you guys think. So there's your topic to touch on. I hope you guys are having a great week and try to stay warm. Bob from Vegas. What's up, dude? Yeah, it was great meeting you out there at the Octane Lounge. Sure was. At our, at our meet and greet. And, and he, he poses a very interesting topic. Very interesting. Did, was this in response to our little contest that we put together? I, I believe so, because he says, I think it was. there's your topic. That's right. Okay, interesting. Do we want to talk about this in this week's episode, or do we want to talk about it in the future? I mean, we can touch on it right now in, in okay. response. Um, we we talked a little bit about it last week too. Um, do you do you think Camaro is positioning itself to replace the Corvette as America's affordable sports car? Has Corvette ever really been considered an affordable sports car, though? No. I, that's that. Yeah, that's no. Because we used to say that the Camaro was the poor man's Corvette. Yeah, hmm. I think the Camaro has always been that. Yeah, it's always been the Camaro Mustang and and Firebird. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. 
And now Challenger. And now John Fitz Challenger. <laughs> and um, I, I don't... See, he uses the word affordable, and I know he didn't want to want to want to get into the pricing thing, but right. at the same time, you kind of have to because you, you you can't talk about what's affordable without getting into pricing. I don't think it's affordable in in many cases. If you if you really want what you want, it's it's just not easily affordable. But then again, neither is the Corvette. Right. So now I'm starting to understand the correlation he's trying to draw. Right. Um, I think I if you're looking at strictly at numbers. You know, from a from a bean counter's point of view, you know, you're looking at sales numbers for the Camaro. You're looking at sales numbers for the Corvette. I mean, obviously, sales for Corvette are way down compared to what they used to be. Mm -hmm. I don't think Chevrolet cares either. If they're making money. (laughs) That's exactly right. If they're making money, who cares about sales, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. We've been talking about this for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people, I, I've seen some some people on forums, too, saying, this is what's going to happen to Camaro. This is exactly what happened to the fourth gen, and then it went away. Um, I, the fourth gen, back in, in, like, 2000 to 2002, they were only selling, what, 20? Something like that. If that, 20,000? In fact, let me, let me see here. I got... Yeah, where's the Camaro White Book? I got the Camaro White Book right here, and I can tell you. While you're looking that up, let's let's keep in mind here. It's not because of how many they sold. They were not making money on those cars. Yeah. Period. They, there was, I guess there was, I believe, and this is half speculation, half bad memory, there was contract issues with the, 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 the plant. Um, I guess for every Camaro built, it cost X amount of dollars that, that probably shouldn't have had to be paid. I, I, I know that it was there, was... there was more politics involved. Yes, thank you very much. And in fact, I was going to say, I know that Trump would not have approved of the deal. (laughs) So in 2002, um, they sold 41,776 total Camaros. In 2000, they sold 45,461. In 2001, they sold Mm 29,009. So, yeah. Dollars aside, that's not enough vehicles to justify a plant. And that's why the Camaro, and that's why they started building flex plants. Yeah. So you could build more than one thing on it. Exactly. I mean, this is ain't, you know, like like at, in Lansing, they're building Corv- or they're building a Cadillacs. Mm-hmm. With it as well. You know what? This would be a great question for another podcast called the Vetcast. <laughs> Bob, why don't you give this number a buzz six one five seven nine seven Vet, and uh, leave leave your message there too. I'm sure that that. Awesome host wants to talk about that there too. All right, but uh, good, 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 good topic. We'll we'll consider that for the contest. Um, get your voicemail in and give us a good, good topic to talk about, and you could win a prize pack from Three Hundred Three Products and Stable. All right, Bob's in it. All right, here's the next voicemail. Hi guys, this is Brian I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and giving you a topic to talk about. I recently been looking at a couple auctions and some dealers, and the Z28 is becoming really cheap. It's in the 40s. Uh, whenever it was originally sold, it was in the 80s, so it's almost 50% off. And all these cars have no miles on it. It's like these dealers bought them, and they just want to send them to auction to get rid of them, to get some money out of them. My question is, and topic, is, is it a good deal? Is the ZL1 
a better deal because they're in the 40s as well? Or is it still too heavy of a trap car to buy as your weekend warrior? All right, thanks, guys. Brian from St. Louis, thank you for calling in, bro. Um, I've, I've been noticing the same thing. I've been noticing that you can pick up a Z28 for in the 40s now with, like, no miles on it. We're, we're talking, like, 5,000 miles for mm-hmm. a brand-new Z28. Um, is this going to be your weekend warrior? I don't know. Are you going to race it at the track, or are you going to put it in your garage and, and, and buff it? <laughs> <laughs> buff it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and why are these going for so cheap? Well, I can tell you one reason, because dealerships, particularly in California, um, are sitting on them at MSRP at 75,000 <laughs> and nobody is buying them. So I think they have to dump them. I really do. That's right. Uh, I would never buy a car in California, <laughs> not only with the California emissions, but the sales tax and all that. I don't know how those guys make money out there really. Unless they're you know buying from out here and I don't know, I gotta think there's a lot of that going on. Yeah. But these, well, you still have to pay the tax out there. Yeah, which you know, is when you nine point whatever five percent. <sighs> huge. Um, Brown, up it. I yeah, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, these Z28s, man. Um, it, it's not like they made an, uh, a huge amount of them. So I would say down the line that these Z28s could be collectible. Oh, I definitely agree. Yes, it will be collectible. But will it be, in, in 20 years, will it be worth $40,000? I don't know. Well, would it be $40,000 in 2017 dollars? Right. In other words, yeah, with inflation and, and all yep. that, yeah. And by that time, in 20 years, there's going to be the E28, which is an electric Z28 <laughs> that does 0 to 60 in under two seconds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about this in previous episodes, too. The question is, is it a good deal? Depends on what you want to do with it. Yeah. Do you want to actually race it? Yeah. Like, even weekend, not not professionally, not for a living, but just, you know, track it. If you want to track the car, for real. Not once a year and, oh, yeah, autocross, you know, in somebody's mall parking lot. No, if you want to race it, yes. Great performing vehicle. Excellent. Um yeah. However, there's also there's there's some there's 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 a, there's more taxes to it. For example, those tires are damn near slicks, hmm. so be careful driving to the track in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, creature comforts are gone. You know, you're paying forty thousand dollars for a car that doesn't have uh, well anything really. It's and, two, you know, a yeah. seat, three pedals, and a steering wheel. You might get a radio with it and air if you if you, you get you, that you option. Might. You might. And if um, that's what you want, then yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah. Um, those they also have carbon ceramic brakes, which, if you're using this as a daily driver, um, it's going to cost you about uh, the same amount of money to buy a used Chevy Cruze than it does well to do a brake job on the car. That's right. Those things are nutty expensive. Nutty, <laughs> nutty. So, but but he, he he focused on weekend warrior. Like he, I think he's I think he does want to track it. So I'd say yeah, if you love your Camaro. If you love a Camaro in, in, in it, it, oh, one more thing, and some people will disagree with me on this, but, but if you do get this car, before you do anything, have the cylinder heads fixed. You do have an, the LS7 has an exhaust valve problem. Some people say it'll impact all LS7s. Other people say it's, it's a small amount and it's blown out of proportion. I say, do you want to roll the dice on a $15,000 engine? 
have the cylinder heads checked. And you can email me directly at jason at camerashow.com, and I'll give you the details on that if you want. Cool. Well, thank you for calling in Brian. Uh, put him in there, too, for the contest. That was a good topic to talk about. And, guys, get your, your, your voicemails in. Uh, prize pack, right? The 303 prize pack for, for a topic we're going to choose. And um, what, what's in that prize pack again? It's like... Well, uh, I got some Staybill products. I got some 303. They they make a really good uh, variety of um, uh, like quick detailers and protectants and uh, some lube crinkins. <laughs> nice, nice. So so get your calls in. Here's how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. All right, guys, uh, let's go move on to the next voicemail. Hey, guys, it's Al. Um, just want to call and congratulate you guys on your show. It's awesome. I'm listening to it right now on the way into work. And uh, definitely not telling you what I'm driving, but it's something pretty cool. Um, but uh, anyway, you guys uh, do a great job and uh, listen to you all the time, although it's not always uh, right away with the travel, but I do end up listening to them. Um, so keep it up. You're doing great for Camaro Land. Hey, secondly, I want to thank you for uh, acknowledging the uh, Motor Trend list. Um, it's pretty special uh, for me, but represents the Camaro team and what we've done. I'm just kind of the, the face people see. Uh, even though it's a face for radio, uh, it's pretty good for the Camaro team. Uh, also, great congratulations to Mary. She surely deserves it. And like she said, uh, with five people on the list, it really shows you what GM's doing these days. Um, interestingly, I was actually number four two years ago when the Camaro won Car of the Year, uh, which helped that ranking. Uh, but it's kind of like your uh, Delta Airlines. Uh, if you don't fly uh, miles every year, they set you back to zero. So I think I went unranked last year and 40 this year. But don't know how they judge, but uh, never expected, but always appreciated. Also, uh, you guys uh, didn't mention that uh, I picked up some hardware out in L.A. last last week. Uh, we won 10 bests with Car and Driver. Um, it was quite an honor. Again, three years in a row, we're starting to become like Honda with Camaro, winning that every year. It's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, uh, you'll have to get with Ron, my communications guy, and get me on your show. It's been a while. I'd like to hang out with you guys. Although I would have liked to hang out with Beers and Gears, I wouldn't mind hanging out with you guys on the Camaro show. All right, take care, and thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks for all you guys do. Bye. The man, the myth, the legend, Al Oppenheiser, chief engineer for Camaro. What's up, Al? Thanks for calling in. Man, that was unexpected, but very cool. Good to hear from you, buddy. I miss I miss seeing you a lot, you know, in the in the Detroit area, but... Uh... Well, that's cool. So, so first of all, let's let's let's. He skipped over it a little, kind of briefly. What's he? He's driving something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was just kind of like um, I'm just gonna put something out there. Uh, he says I'm, I'm I'm driving into work right now, and I'm definitely not telling you what I'm driving, but it's something pretty cool. Uh, well, I, oh, well, I didn't, a, I didn't hear an exhaust. What a teaser! So I'm, I, I I'm 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 gonna guess. I'm gonna guess it's a it's a mid cycle refresh. Camaro. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm gonna guess. Yep. yep. <laughs> didn't hear an exhaust note at all. I yeah. wonder if he was using the Bluetooth and it's got cancellation in it. But uh... and if it does, it's a, it sounds a heck of a lot better than Postal Dave. 
<laughs> Al, uh, you know, the, the, the Gears and Beers show, that was a neat idea. We only got, what, four episodes, five episodes out. And uh, I think I think it was um, I think I think we could have done a better job at that before I moved to Studio South. But uh, yeah, I wish wish we could have had you on there. But we definitely do want to get you on uh, and dedicate an entire show to talking to you about Camaro, uh, past, present, and future. Yeah. So thank you so much for calling in, buddy. Good to, good to hear from you, and hope to see you again soon. And congratulations again on the hardware that you picked up from LA. Yeah, ten best. This is four years in a row. Yes, they, they, they used to hate the Camaro. Yeah, he says now that now now Camaro's like Honda. They just keep picking them. <laughs> oh man oh man excellent good to hear from you buddy and uh Bet. yeah I'll, I'll i'll get with ron and we'll get you on the show all right next voicemail and the last one here hey what's up guys this is aj the resident mustang guy calling in and uh i'm gonna keep this short and sweet and um uh, i want to bother you guys too much more uh with my voicemails but uh I was just uh, letting you know that the Mustang kind is going through the same life uh, hike that the new Sixteen was going through. The reason why, one of the reasons why it probably wasn't selling well was because everybody said the price too high. Well, it's going through the same thing in the Mustang community right now. Um, a lightly optioned GT currently is almost about $50,000, so it's, it's right in line with the new Sixteen Camaro, so now they're uh, competing with each other price-wise, so now people have to decide whether or not, um, not just on price, um, but, you know, what they look for in a car, so now it's kind of more equal as far as, you know, uh, what, what they're looking for in a car between the Mustang and Camaro, and of course the Challenger. But uh, I just want to mention that the uh, the Mustang it has had a price increase. Um, there's a lot of new options, of course the entire digital dash, um, new interior options as far as materials, the uh, different color uh, interiors, and there's a lot of new things that the uh, the uh, new 2018 Mustang brought with it that uh hiked the price up to um to the point where uh it could possibly uh suffer the same type of thing that the Sixian was going through for a while where people didn't didn't feel like they could get rid of their current vehicle for a new generation car at that price point. But that's all I wanted this week guys. Talk to you whenever. AJ, thanks for calling in, buddy. So he's just trying to tend to give us a, uh, the Mustang view on, on the new Mustang, comparing it to the 6th Gen Camaro in terms of pricing. So he's saying that they're going to be optioned pretty identical at around 50000 hmm. So Interesting. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, AJ. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, thanks, buddy. So uh, we're... Um, we're, we're way past our, our thing here on the show, our, our time. Yep. Do, do you have but anything? How did, how did your How did your eBay auctions go, dude? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, it was, it was pretty good. I th- I think that had I decided to sell them maybe earlier in in you know a few years ago, 
Um, it, they probably would have brought more money, but I just, you know, it was, it was, it wasn't exactly about money. It was just about kind of like seeing, I, I was curious to see what it would bring first of right. all. Yeah. And second of all, I want to give a little bit to charity. And, and third of all, I wanted to make, just get them in the hands of somebody else who appreciate them. Cause like I said, they were sitting in a box, just collecting dust. And I, I, I still have more stuff. I didn't even get it all out there, but they all, they all went pretty good for the most part. Um, Charlie one, 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 a bunch of those auctions. Wow. And he's probably, I got to think that he has probably one of the most astounding uh, fifth generation Camaro uh, memorabilia collections of anybody that I've ever known. Because I know he's got my a lot of my stuff and he's got a lot of stuff that he's gotten elsewhere too. Even some things I've never seen before. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, but thanks wow. to everybody who, who, um, who, 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 you know, bid on those listings and, and won those listings. And of course, supporting, gosh, I supported ASPCA, the um, the, the uh, Disabled Veterans Foundation, of course, um, uh, Wounded Warrior Project, uh, and a few others. I kind of picked a variety for each one. Um, St. Jude's, uh, you know, and, and just threw some money at them. And so the bill's going to be coming up soon, and it's going to be rather hefty. But um, it, was, it was pretty cool. They freed up some space in my garage. There you go. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Next next week. Next week. We're gonna be talking about even more horsepower stuff. Higher horsepower. They're pushing the envelope, and an interesting change to the fourth gen suspension. Something that was sorely missed. That's gonna be really interesting to talk about, and uh, just people setting their brakes on fire and weird stuff like that. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys. I guess next week. Let's get out of here, and um, yeah, let's do that. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!